What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of THP Strength. On today's episode, we are gonna be diving into intensity. We're gonna be talking about our understanding of it, how I use it in programming, how Isaiah uses it in programming, in sprints, lifts, and plyos. But before we do that, we wanna just quickly give a couple shout outs to sponsors, advertisers, all those people. So this week's podcast is brought to you by Leading Supplements. One of the biggest questions we get asked is how can I improve recovery? One of the only ways to do this is to give your body more of what it already needs. Increasing bioavailability of these micronutrients can help you. In other words, it lets your body do what it's already trying to do during recovery, but better. Use code THP if you decide to purchase the supplements. Secondly, we want to shout out Hawkins Dynamics. I've been using their force plates to assess my mid-thigh iso pool, which gives me metrics on RFD, peak force, average force, and RSI if I'm doing plyometrics. Reason being this is effective or the reason this is so effective is because it gives you concrete, very accurate, reliable data and helps you assess change. And as Hunter says, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Lastly, if you're looking for coaching, go to thpstrength.com. You guys can sign up for a call, consulting call, or you can just sign up for a training only option where you don't get access to Isaiah and myself, which I feel is where the most value of the program comes. That all said, we will get into it. So we'll start off with how's ever, uh, how's everyone's training going? First uh, off, before we uh, even dive into my this. pistol squat test is <laughs> progressing well. I was at a four today. Honestly, I could have passed it off as a three. So I think, yeah, I'm being strict. Tom? Yeah, I was gonna do some slow strength <laughs> today, and I actually wanted to talk with you, John, about if I should go back to doing the load manager, the jump lift rest jump lift rest so yeah, yeah we'll go into that after the podcast <laughs> well maybe people would be interested in hearing it now but it's not really yeah. i guess this is the part of the episode where we talk about our training so i think that you i think you should go back into lift and yeah. isos alternating and then next week add the jumps back in if you the difficult part is that it seems like the only thing that bothers well now is squatting squat and squatting and when i because i did fine. jumping and then max so, intent front squats and then that like really messed it up so like when i did box squatting on thursday it was pretty bad right now i'd probably be able to handle it yeah so max intent lifting is what messes it up. i would say max intent more than lifting jumping. is on the exact same level as jumping yeah <laughs> okay no that's fair i think that makes sense for me too though yeah, i would yeah. probably go back to the other cycling and drop the lift intent down because lifting is not the focus right now hunter Tell me how your training's going. How's your uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai and Taekwondo and uh, so I didn't UFC do it last night. Going, boxing, which I, all I feel like combined. you would be happy to know. I took it off. Yesterday's workout sucked because there was a miscommunication on the squats that I had to do. I thought <laughs> John gave me a four by three by four squat <laughs> where I thought it was four seconds down, a three second pause and a four second up. And for everyone who thinks they're doing those, you're not fucking doing those. Put a fucking timer on it and try it. and You'll die. Yeah. And I called John was... afterwards. I was furious that he put those in my program. Yeah, that was. And he goes, oh, my bad. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be like that. I, I was so pissed. <laughs> I get this like face, Hunter's face in the chat. He's like, it was so hard. And it wasn't like a 25 (laughs) or 50% of max. It was like 70% max squat. I had 285 pounds on my back holding it. I'm done. 
I'm I'm done with it. I'm done with it. How do you? I got to this afternoon and I was supposed to go do MMA. How do you feel? Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and like I just my body was just like no. This is my way of getting you to quit. The fact you signed up for a year is the worst thing ever, and I hate you so much <laughs> because there's nothing I can do about it. Like you're in for a year. <laughs> At least exactly. we know as a team we can beat people. Active up recovery days will just turn into. He's gonna get trained to train us. He's gonna teach us. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. All of our athletes will be able to. But yeah, we'll, we'll high kick over someone's head like a door. And, it's not uh, jujitsu. We're gonna be able to choke people. To out. That's Muay Thai. I do Muay Thai. Muay Thai someone. is like. No, what is yeah, it? Muay Thai. Oh, you do both? Thai. Street, said, yeah, yeah. You said Muay Thai too. Come on, Isaiah. Were you <laughs> <Yeah>. listening? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said that. I wasn't making that up. <laughs> he does it all. That's uh, exciting. Hopefully you can recover and bounce back from sessions and jump high. But I think this Thursday is going to be tough. I would take today off. My HRV is the highest it's Completely. ever been today. Maybe it was a misread. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe take off. I don't want to hear it. Anyways, After that's that bullshit that you pulled on me yesterday. yesterday, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> it was all local fatigue. There was no central fatigue. The bar wasn't heavy enough. Yeah, anyway, please. Just <laughs> going asked. into how my training is going. Actually, really well. Let me just cut you off. Yeah, I've been working on the rehearsal approach rehearsals quite a bit. Yesterday, I did them while running around my island while my dog chased me really good practice and I lifted I did single leg quarter squats roughly at 135 degrees of I guess that would be extension I was flexing the knee 45 degrees which is the most that you would see someone flex their knee and high jump so I was trying to go to that specific knee joint angle and push up from there because you get stronger in isometric conditions and really any strength exercise within a couple degrees plus or minus whatever strength your whatever degree you're trying to get strong in and that's specific to isometrics as well as concentric or eccentric contractions so i did 405 for three on my right and left leg the previous week i was probably up the depth was a little bit higher i want to say that i was maybe 25 to 35 degrees of knee flexion relative to full extension so obviously it would have been easier but yeah it's a highly specific lift i like it a lot there's a massive neural component in it you're basically doing a RFD press into a concentric movement and the level of intent is fun. You literally just tell yourself, push as hard as you can and if the bar moves. If it doesn't move, it doesn't move. And obviously that's really specific. I posted about it on my Instagram. You guys can check that out if you're interested in it. But yeah, that's how my training is going. Hopefully I will be able to get a Vertec or something to work on my right foot because the track is now taken by taken over by little kids. So. I don't really know what to do about that. <laughs> Maybe go to North Hills. I don't know. Anyways, that's the update for all of us. We will get into it here. I guess I will ask Isaiah, I'll ask you this question. What is your understanding of intensity prior to working with me? And what is your understanding it, of intensity It hasn't now? changed and too much prior to working with you. The only definition for intensity that I had was percent of your max effort that you can put into a lift so that let's say a squat is 200 pounds 75 percent of your squat meet, would mean that you're at 75 percent intensity um now the only thing that it has changed is like um intent like my understanding of intent when you are going maximum intent you're going you're adding intensity to a movement on maximum intensity 
And then, yeah, that's pretty much my understanding of intensity. Okay, Hunter, what is your understanding so of intensity? So, different. I don't know. My understanding of intensity uh, is oh, sorry, a I mixture have. of volume, time, or I guess I've always thought of intensity as just the percentage of the maximum weight that you could perform on that exercise. And since joining, I've come to believe that intensity can be measured in a myriad ways beyond just that. The biggest one being like plyometric intensities. I mean, that just went across the grain of what I thought for so long. But since joining John, like it's clear that there's just different types of intensities that you can perform on or undertake to get a, a stimulus beyond just like what percentage of the maximum weight you're doing on that lift. Mm -hmm. I would say that my understanding of intensity before really diving into what it was and, and being mentored on it was just heart rate. <laughs> I was like, Oh, intensity is just what's your heart rate. And it was mostly applied to cardiovascular exercise, or it was the weight on the bar or just effort. That was how I viewed it. And it wasn't until I was about 16 or 17 that my mentor, I asked him, I sent him an email. I was like, what is the definition of intensity and volume? I don't even understand it. They're both confusing to me. And we're just going to dive into intensity today. This might be a short one, might be a long one, but I would actually say that intensity, like Hunter said, can be measured in a myriad of ways. If you're a endurance athlete, then it's measured in heart rate. If you're looking at the forces and the kinetics and kinematics and the velocities, then I would say that is how it is dictated. You're looking internally at a lot of different things. You could say, what is the neural output? What is the central neural drive associated with it? If you're just looking at a specific lift, you could say it's the weight on the bar. So there are, are obviously tons of ways that you could quantify intensity. And simply put, what my mentor said to me is he said, the velocity that you're moving, the weight on the bar, the amount of effort that you put in, and whether it is single joint or multi-joint. That is how he defined intensity. And I feel like that really clearly and concisely sums up what my thoughts are on intensity. And just moving across each of the things that he discussed, the first one I guess we can go into is single joint or multi-joint. Do you guys think a leg extension can be as intense? No. A max out leg extension nope. can be as intense as a max out squat. Do you get as nervous? <laughs> Isaiah, you actually said this before the podcast about training maxes um, or something. What did you say? Oh, there's a about difference between a competition max and a training max. And in a training max, what's a training max if how it's measured is your heart rate doesn't go up right before doing the weight. So when you're about to max out and you're like hyping yourself up, <coughs> if you're, if you, yeah, if you have to hype yourself up, couple, couple traps, scared and nervous about going <laughs> under the bar, then that's not a, a training maximum for certain. You're going to hit the weight. It might be tough, but you don't have to like, your heart rate doesn't increase right before. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be a competition max. If you get nervous, they're not going to do it. Interesting. Yeah, I've definitely felt that before, and it definitely causes a lot of central fatigue. That said, do you guys have that response when you go for a max out? Do you have the same response that you have during a max out squat yeah. versus a max out in the leg extension machine? 
Mind you, I've never done I mean, a max out single leg extension. Curl? I've never done but, that either. I've never <laughs> maxed a bicep curl. What about a bicep curl? Bench press can be hard what about depending bicep on how press? your body's made up. Bicep curl or bench press. Like if you have like relatively big arms and no legs, like some competitive benchers, I can see how that would be very fatiguing and intense. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me though. A, a, bench press, a bench press compared to a bicep curl? Yeah, you're trying to bench press 250 versus squatting 450. Which one's going to make you more nervous? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I am. All right, what about a, what about a clean? You go for a max effort clean. You're you're trying to clean trying to power clean 300 on the day versus squatting 450. Which one makes you more nervous? Yeah. Clean. Clean freaks me out. Kind of pretty close. I would say the squat so good. <laughs> Space. <laughs> a squat would we got to work on it you got the sissy and this squat is, going on <laughs> remember the day when i maxed out my power clean and squat on the same day in north carolina um the yeah. squat was yeah, that was brutal for me i think it was because you had more weight on the bar you had so much more weight on the bar and you were feeling really powerful and i think after the yeah. power clean it was I shit i have to go I think a big a heavy factor ass though is <laughs> are you able to fail safely or not? A power clean, I can just drop the bar in front of me. And it's not. And yeah. I have, and I, the back squat was tough. Yeah. There was nothing behind you. There was uh, there was actually a house behind you and a brick wall that if you t- if the bar would have rolled off your back and hit that brick wall, the bar would have deflected back lift, towards you. And there was really I no die. option around it. That was the no only safest option. way we could do it. <laughs> My favorite yeah, are the crazy people way. that do right maxes this without like safety going pins, go. and they're just like, oh, "I'll just I'll bail safely." I'm like, oh, "Good luck." Yeah, <laughs> fucking psychos. Yeah, that's Isaiah and I. <laughs> We're like, "Oh yes, I'm going to do reverse lunge and just drop bar behind me." Isaiah's. Like, I don't know if you know this, but your back legs back there, both bar falls off. You're going to crush I, it, I will baby. say though, <laughs> if I'm like, I He's have fine. like if I'm squatting in a rack. <laughs> Then I would then I think a power clean would be scarier. You know what? That's why I love yeah. pin squats, because you start in the hardest part of the lift for me, and you're just pushing up as hard as you can. If you can't move the bar, yeah. you can't move the bar. But it's just like push, push. You're like, all right, I'm gonna push, and you start moving the bar and you start lifting up. But getting back to intensity and how that relates is the reason it makes you more nervous is because it's it is more intense. It's harder. It is. You're going to see all of the metrics that I just talked about from a kinetic, kinematic, physiological, and biomechanical perspective in terms of the levers, in terms of the force outputs, in terms of the velocities, not in terms of the velocities per se, but you're obviously assuming you're trying to move as fast as you can in terms of the forces, in terms of the weight on the bar and the physiology internally, looking at the nervous system, looking at those electrical chemical signals in the brain and the spinal cord and the peripheral level at the muscular level chemically, they're going to be way more upregulated in a squat and a power clean than they're going to be in a single arm bicep curl max. (laughs) And that is one reason why or how I view intensity by whether it's single joint or multi-joint because a multi-joint movement is going to recruit more centrally and locally across at you're using more muscle groups in a squat you're basically using every single muscle group in a squat even to just support that much weight on your back and then try to move it volitionally 
So that's one, one way that I view it. The other way is effort. And I guess I'll turn this over to you, Isaiah. You got 300 pounds on the bar. I tell you to squat it as fast, better yet, 250. I say, I want you to squat this as fast as you possibly can. And then I tell you, you can go whatever as pace you want. Just make it comfortable. Which one, one is going to feel harder? Oh, the one with yeah. The Which one's the highest risk for injury for yeah. you? Yeah. We um, just discussed this at the beginning of the take, podcast. For example, <laughs> last Monday's workout a week ago, and I did 315 front squat for, I think it was three reps, and I pushed it as hard as I could. And you can see it on my YouTube video, like it destroyed me. Like the, the video started, CJ was filming. I was super happy like a lot of energy and literally right after that front squat set i had i wanted nothing to do with anything social i don't i didn't want to talk i think it just killed me so intent <laughs> yeah i think one of the things that i've realized about you is that you can push so hard in sessions and i realized this in north carolina when you were training with me i was like i don't have the mobility to deep squat or anything isaiah has perfectly healthy hips he's really mobile he's got <laughs> the hips of a infant child that can just put his knees together in the deepest position in a squat and it's fine. And that allows him to get so much more intensity in the exercise that he's doing. I think another one that maybe yeah. would also increase the intensity is full range of motion as well, but I'll get into that in a second, but he can, what I realized is he was able to push so much harder in sessions and that he would be even more fatigued than I would because like he couldn't, rarely get through a tuesday thursday session because yeah. he was just obliterated from monday wednesday friday sessions and the reason why is because you push so hard in sprints you push so hard in power if i'm power clean at 225 you're doing 245 on the day for the same sets and reps and you weigh the same as me you have essentially the same diet your sleep was pretty similar to me and you are less impacted <laughs> by alcohol <laughs> and i on the other hand and then you go into the the movements, yeah. right? You were able to back squat. You're putting 380 on the bar sometimes or 350 or whatever crazy weight. And I'm over there doing reverse lunges at 250 or whatever. They're hard, but it's still asymmetric. It's still bilateral. You're not getting the same the load that you're going to see in a deep squat like that. And you would just be crushed. Like you would get through the power cleans. And you're like, I'm pretty tired. I'm like, you got to squat. Yeah, by the time and I get to upper body, it was like... just abysmal. <laughs> it was like, don't even try. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to say are saying <laughs> so bad. <laughs> we put a, if my girlfriend's my parents were listening to this, that would really suck. But go ahead and say it. <laughs> That's we would say that we would say oh, that anytime the, the training the intensity was really high and one of. <laughs> anytime pussy the today? intensity was too hard, one of us didn't want to do it. You'd be like, "Oh, sorry." Uh, does your pussy hurting today? And I'd be like, oh God, that just motivated me to train so yeah. much harder. And it was really a tool that we used to maximize <laughs> our intensity. And so I we covered see Hunter's single face. joint versus <laughs> multi-joint. Effort is a big part of it. And yeah, I know. He's just like shaking his head like you guys are ridiculous. Sometimes we got to keep it enjoyable and fun for you guys. This is how we do it. And back to the podcast. Why does effort, why does effort make it so much harder for you to, or why does that increase intensity so much? It's because again, of the neural drive and you can see this in research time and time again, or even if you just put an EMG unit, you lift 35 pounds slow in a bicep curl, you got the EMG right on the center of the muscle and you lift it fast. You're going to see way higher electrical activity in the muscle. If you lift it fast 
And when you have higher electrical activity, you, according to the size principle, are going to recruit more type two fibers. So the more that you can rewire your brain or wire your brain and build that pathway and build that highway better, you are going to be able to recruit more type two fibers faster and recruit more muscle fibers faster and get better at intent and get better at trying hard. When I was an undergrad an EMG activity, keep in mind is relative to a lot of things because the connectivity could suck. So if you're super lean, but your skin's really dry, then the connectivity might be really shitty. But if it's, you have a slight sweat going on and it's attached to a, directly to a muscle and it has really good connectivity, you're going to see different EMG levels. But the percent of my ability to one recruit, to see crazy outputs on people that were relatively just as lean as I was on the muscle belly and things like that in undergrad in a crunch even <laughs> was like vastly different. And I honestly believe that's just the nature of my training. Like we're talking 10 to 20 fold of people who are just as lean as me doing a crunch versus me doing a crunch and them doing <clears> a crunch. <throat> and that's what we're really training. We're trying to get the brain to connect with the muscles and get as much electrical and chemical activity as possible. So you get as much force corresponding force as a result. So that's another way that we quantify intensity is effort, basically intent and effort. And the harder you try, especially in a lift, particularly not always in a plyo or in a running event, but definitely in a lift, the, the more activity you're going to see and the more activity, the more type two fibers you can recruit, more type two fibers recruit. You're going to have higher fatigue as a result if you're producing more force. And so that's why intent or effort is another one. I think the other one that I said is range of motion. And I'll ask you this, Isaiah, if you had to do a half squat at hundred pounds and a full squat at hundred pounds, full or squat 300 pounds, at 300 which pounds. one's going to be harder? <laughs> Easy question. Softball. What if I said the full squat is at 200 pounds and the half squats at 350? <laughs> I'm stuck. Ooh, that wasn't um, a softball, was it? <laughs> it, uh, it depends. I would have to feel it out, but it's it's a combination of two different things. Like mm -hmm. there, one of them involves more musculature, so that one could be harder. But then the other one would require more intent. Oh yeah, the range of motion. They require the same amount of musculature. Yeah. It's just the range of motion um, is different. Yeah. So okay, what if I set a squat at 180 deep squat at 180 as fast as you can half squat at 350 versus a half squat at 350 as fast as you can yeah and i think that really goes to show you that yeah at the same <clears throat> load and the same intent if you're going bigger range of motion it's going to be harder but how you change that and the reason why it works is you just put more weight on the bar and it's fine the problem is most people's backs will break unless you're me, in which case you're like, oh, I'll do it on a single leg, <laughs> put more weight on the bar. I'll do a single leg. He's fine. And, uh, <laughs> then you can overcome that because if I can single leg quarter squat four or five or 500 pounds, I'm not putting a thousand pounds on my back and quarter squatting it. It's not going to happen. I'm not doing it. And you're talking about literally what's a pin squat. It's just a regular quarter squat or whatever else off the pins, just lifting it up. I've got my hands to balance on something so it's hand supported which will decrease the force a little bit for sure but just trying to and i've seen that on the force plate actually the peak forces might be higher <laughs> when you use hand supported i will say that but the average force is a little different i'm still diving into it a little bit and i can read some more articles but my point being is that four range motion at the same weight the same intent is going to be harder however i wouldn't necessarily quantify that and say that four range motion makes it harder 
I think that's such a tough thing. I would say generally, yes. If you add range of motion, it can be more intense at the same load. Because if you think about pitching or throwing and you do this, that's much less intent or that's much less. You did With the intent pitch. being the same. I'm arguing with myself. A smaller range counter, of motion is less intense than. The throw, full throw would be harder. But keep in mind that goes against whether it's multi-joint or not. Because even if you did a short arm, but you did full range of motion and you did as fast as you can, you would still have, you would still have high intensity. I don't know. That's a bad analogy. That's such a tough thing to say. If range of motion is how I dictate intensity, I would say, I I would. Yeah, that's tough. Generally speaking, I decrease in de- I when I increase intensity actually through a training plan. I would definitely range say motion, that but that's because the of specificity. Load plays so like for more you, of a it has more of an impact on the intensity than the range of motion does. Because I'm I'm thinking back to when I've done half squats and how heavy I have to go on them makes them brutal. Just like the definition of intensity, the magnitude of a quantity yeah. such as a force or energy unit. Defined as as of area, charge, mass, or time. Area, <laughs> time, would be greater. Maybe that's why it's harder. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you see a, a five foot two a person do a deadlift, like and then you see Shaq but do a deadlift, that's a let's tough, say it's much that's more a tough intense for Shaq to do it. He's moving that bar eighteen feet. Yeah. Also. So you're a saying squat, for the same individual. Also, a squat has a... Yeah, but you just put more weight on the bar. squat has a, <laughs> the wrapping effect. So that takes some intensity out of it. Yeah, it does. That does decrease it a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a bench press is a better way to view it, but I don't know. I would say... I think it ends up... I, I think you can... It's an, just internally, in terms of everything, there's equalize. The, equal, the great equalizer is the weight on the bar. I don't think that the range of motion, if all things are the same, yes, more range of motion is harder, but the great equalizer is load, right? So I think it's maybe one way that you can manipulate intensity, but I don't know if I would say that it is how I increase intensity across an annual plan because it's not. I actually decrease the range of motion across an annual plan to increase intensity because the kinetics are actually higher relative to the ground and the forces, peak forces are relatively higher on the ground and I just put more weight on the bar to try to get the the same level of difficulty or effort or whatever else, assuming intent is the same. That's a tough one. I think it's maybe task specific, and I would probably relate range of motion more to yeah. specificity than I would intensity. You guys agree with that? Yeah. And what else did we mention? We mentioned load. Weight on the bar is going to be a way to increase it. Single joint versus multi-joint. Effort level and velocity. Mm-hmm. I think we Is there any other thing. things also, that I added there? Kind of got to run. That would increase intensity. <laughs> oh, Hunter's got to go. Yeah, Guys, I, I guess we'll have to close off this podcast talk. today because Hunter's <laughs> got a blast. We, we hit intensity pretty well. An intensity talk about Honestly, intensity. An intense talk. It, I guess we'll see. We covered it pretty well. We just started getting like into. Yeah. The only other thing that I would add is, yeah, the only other thing I would say is like velocity of the movement would increase yeah. intensity as well if you're trying to move faster or you're hitting a higher velocity no matter what like that's why Same sprinting is one of the most like, maximum, intense activities because the muscles are turning on and off so very quickly. freaking Same intense. thing with plyometrics same thing yeah yeah probably the most intense thing you can possibly do kinetics kinematics neurally 
intense as possible. So there you have it, guys. We covered the velocity increases intensity that you move something, the intent that you use to move it, the load on the bar, multi-joint versus single yep. joint. I think that was basically everything we said. Sweet. Thanks for listening, guys. And as always, make sure that you like, comment, subscribe if you are on YouTube. I try to get back to all the comments in the first 24 hours. That all being said, if you're listening to these podcast on Spotify or Apple, make sure that you share it on your story so we can share it and let people know that, Hey, this is legit. Hey, it is good. Other people are listening to this and you're missing out. It helps us. It helps the algorithm. It helps us grow. And if you guys could do us that solid as we are putting out as much content as we can to entertain you guys, that would be great. Thanks for listening guys and peace out.